Welcome and greetings, career-minded superstars. You are listening to the exclusive Career Coach, your podcast for all things career. And I'm Lisa Edwards, the indispensable career coach for superstars just like you. Now let's dig into this week's topic, shall we? Hi there. I want to tell you about my webinars that are going to be coming up every month. I want you to check out my website and see what this month's webinar topic is and sign up. The format is going to be the same every month, even though the topics are going to change. It's going to be a huge variety of career-related topics. I'm going to give you a deep dive into content about that topic for about 30 minutes, and then you're going to have a chance for 30 minutes of Q&A in the chat box while I'm, I'm teaching you. You can ask me a question, and then if you're really brave, and I hope you will be, you can be volunteered to coach live on that month's topic so you can raise your hand and I'll coach you. I want to give you that URL so that you can go to my website, see what the next topic is and sign up. So go to http colon backslash backslash nope. So go to my website at exclusivecareercoaching.com forward slash webinar sign up see what this month's topic is, see when and, and, and what time it is, sign up and, uh, and get in there and participate with me. I look forward to having you there. Thanks. Greetings, career managers. How are you today? How is your career? Did you wake up this morning super excited to come to work? I know that sounds kind of corny, but it's true. If you are squarely in the center of your passion, you should wake up most mornings, anyway, there's always those days, but most mornings you should wake up excited, wake up eager to go to work, and so hopefully you're experiencing that. Today's topic is managing relationships at work, so I want to drill down. I've got some examples that I want to put forth, some real-world examples of how two different ways that you might handle the same situation. So the main message that I want to give you today, and it's a tough one, you can't change anyone else. You can't control their behavior. You can't make them be top performers. You can't make them be highly engaged. You can't make them deliver exceptional results for your company. So if you're having difficulties with any of your relationships at work, the only control you have in any situation is how you respond. The only control. And that's actually the best news ever because it's, first of all, it's extremely exhausting to try to control other people. And this is coming from a control freak. So I know of what I speak. It's exhausting. And second of all, it doesn't work at all. So you have total control over yourself, zero control over other people. That's the best news ever. So how you respond at work or at home in any given situation is a direct result of how you feel in that moment. If you feel angry, you're going to respond very differently than if you feel compassionate or if you feel curious. If you feel pissed off, you're going to respond completely different than if you feel neutral or unconcerned. And how you feel in any given situation is a direct result of your thought about that situation. So thoughts drive feelings. And that's really what we're going to talk about today. So there's no exceptions. 
I've talked about this at length in previous podcasts and in my blogs, and I coach my clients on this all the time. We do thought work around their job search. We do thought work around issues they're having at work. We do thought work around whatever their challenges are in their professional life. So I want to take some real-world examples and put this theory to the test. So this first example comes directly from my own career back when I was in higher education. So the situation was... My boss calls me into his office. I don't know why I'm going there. When I get there, a coworker who is in another department, she is not a direct report of my boss, um, but she works elsewhere on campus. I was in higher ed at the time, was in the office waiting for me for this meeting. So felt a little bit like an ambush. And I was told by this woman that I had treated her department unfairly in a particular event that was coming up in the way that we that I had managed the event, it was a career fair, and that I had been unfair to her because I had a personal issue with her, and that what I did and the way that I handled it was harmful to her department. Now, here's how I did handle it. (laughs) This is the way not to do it. My thought was, as I'm sitting there in this, what felt like an ambush, my thought was, are you kidding me? This woman is crazy. What the heck is going on? And why does my boss even, why is he even giving this credence? So it was all really about me. And I felt very defensive. So my feeling was I was very hurt because my professionalism was being called into question, right? It was so obvious to me that I had done it the same way. I, I could look at it from the perspective of how I had handled other campus departments and similar kinds of entities that I had treated them exactly the same way. And I just couldn't believe that they didn't see it. So I was very hurt. So my action was I I got pretty defensive in that meeting. I was defensive with my boss. I was very defensive with that woman. I was angry and just very, very defensive. And as a result, I further damaged that relationship with the woman and I didn't make a very good impression on my boss either. So that's how I shouldn't have handled that, and, and but I did. That's how I handled it. But here's how I could have handled it. Here's another option that's available to me. So I could have thought, you know, I come into this room. There they are. I don't know what's going on. She tells me she's very angry, and she tells me that I've harmed her department. And I could have thought, well, she just doesn't understand the process that my office uses. So I must not have explained it very clearly. So I will explain it to her. I will express how with other campus departments um, on our campus and another campus that was involved with this event that we handled it the same way. The fact of the matter was that on campus departments, it was a career fair. On campus departments were really not relevant to this event. We let them come, but we certainly didn't give them priority space. We didn't give them priority location and priority treatment because this was an event for our current students. So a a campus department that was trying to attract students to the college, that was not our target audience. We weren't even marketing the event to those people. So really the fact that we let them come at all was just out of the goodness of our heart, but we certainly weren't putting a priority on them. I could have explained that in a very kind and um, dispassionate way. I could have been, as a feeling, I could have been very curious about how she reached that conclusion. And in in retrospect, I think if I had had that curiosity and maintained that neutrality, it would have come out and been very evident to my boss that she was looking for an axe to grind with me. Now, that's that's not the 
route that I would want you to take or that I should have taken, but I think it probably would have happened that way. My action could have been, as I said, to explain the process to her and my boss, answer any questions they have, really, really been a non-emotional observer of the situation and handled it um, much more professionally and dispassionately. And as a result, I, I still couldn't control how the information was received. I couldn't change her mind and make her think that I wasn't trying to sabotage her department. I couldn't be... I couldn't control what my boss thought about me after the meeting, but I could leave the meeting confident that I handled the situation in the best way that I possibly could have. So obviously the second option serves me better than the other. I can do either. There's all kinds of permutations that I could have selected other ways of handling this, but that second way serves me much better. In the first option, I was really defensive. I made it about me. I, I didn't try to approach the situation from a place of compassion and curiosity at all. But in the second option, I was focused on the relationship. I remained open to hear the other people's perspectives. So situation number two, a coworker did not produce his portion of a project by the deadline. You questioned him about this. You're the project lead. And he said, you hadn't made the assignment clear and he didn't know what he was supposed to do. So he really put it back off on you. So one option available to you is to say, or to think, what a liar. Everyone knew what their assignment was except this idiot. What the heck? And then your feeling probably would be anger. Your action would be to yell at him. You might call him names, belittle him, or give him the silent treatment. Maybe you go the other route and give him the silent treatment. And the result is you would have alienated this worker and you still won't get the part of the project that he was supposed to do done because he'll probably dig his heels in and completely refuse to do it now at this point. Here's another way you might handle this situation. So your thought is he's clearly making an excuse for why he didn't do the work because I know he heard the assignment. I know I said it in the meeting. Everyone heard it. I gave them maybe written documentation as well so I know that's not really the problem so let me find out what's really going on here and then your feeling might be one of curious so instead of being angry pissed off defensive you're just curious as to what's going on so then your action might be to ask him questions to find out what he did hear about the assignment and I bet if you ask that question from a place of curiosity not condemnation He's going to know exactly what he was supposed to do. It's going to come out. He's going to sort of fess up on himself that he knew exactly what he was supposed to do. So then you're going to ask him questions about what's going on at work, what's going on at home, and maybe figure out what got in the way of him doing this project. Is there something at home um, or something else that's going on at work that you're unaware of that, that really has caused him to, you know, to have this kind of a hiccup in his, in his job? So your result is you're doing everything you can to salvage this relationship. You're trying to help the employee grow and you're getting his part of the project done because hopefully the upshot of all of this is that he's going to feel good about your relationship and his, yours and his relationship and he's going to go do the work that he was supposed to do in the first place. All right, situation number three. So I have had this topic planned for some time and last night I got a call from my son about a situation at work and I, I drilled down and asked him some specifics because I knew that I wanted to use it for this podcast. So his situation that he's got a boss 
who has been described by some others on and in the facility as kind of a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. You don't know what you're going to get. Some days he's talkative and friendly and engaged, and other days he doesn't say anything or he's um, kind of nasty to employees. And his thought, my son's thought was, first of all, the guy's a jerk. He's being a jerk to me. And then he thinks, what am I doing wrong? It must be me. Why am I being given the silent treatment? And his feeling, he was pissed. Oh, he was so angry. And he's doubting himself. He's doubting how he shows up um, at the workplace. What, what am I doing wrong? Why is the authentic me not good enough that this guy is treating me this way? His action has been thus far to kind of silently seethe or he calls me and lashes out or he's going to lash out at his boss. He said, that's the next step is if this guy does this to me again, I'm going to call him on it. And he might lose his job over that. So an action possibly would be, you know, or, or a result that he might get as, as a result of doing this with his boss is to actually lose his job. Or at the very least, he's going to damage that relationship with that boss. So here's a different way that he could handle this. So his thought could be, you know, my boss treats everyone this way. Other people have said that, that he's hot and cold. So it's not personal to me. I can, I can pretty well know that. And I think he's just kind of socially awkward. He seems like maybe he's just not very, very socially skilled like I am. So that's okay. That's all right. That's, that's his deal. And so his feeling could be neutrality. So I'm not asking him in that moment to love that boss. I'm not asking him to try to be best friends with that boss. But if he could get from a place of being super angry about the way his boss treats him to just kind of neutral, duck rolls off the back, that would be a huge improvement for him. And then his action could be to continue to be himself around his boss, regardless of what his boss says or does. So he doesn't let his boss's temperature that day, hot or cold, affect how he shows up and how he interacts with his boss. He goes on being him. He does him. He lets his boss do his boss and his boss doesn't affect how he interacts. And then as a result, he can maintain, hopefully, a cordial working relationship with his boss. As I said, I don't think the two of them are ever going to be best friends. I don't think they're, and it's not to say that it might not happen, but I don't think they're ever going to be what I would call friends at work. And I think that that's part of the problem that my son is having right now is that he has a very um, idealized, idealized notion of what he would like his relationships at work to be. And this is not fitting into that mold at all. But he could at least be cordial with him. You know, they can go their separate ways, never do anything together outside of work. Maybe they never really talk about anything personal at work, but at least they could have a cordial working relationship. So in each of those situations, you know, there's a spectrum of choices that you have available to you as to how you will respond. So I would invite you to step back for a moment when a situation occurs and consider which response will serve you the best. And really the response is going to be an outgrowth of that thought you have. So if you can think, a, think the most compassionate thought about that other person, the most kind thought, you know, for the most part, everybody at work is doing the best they can. And I'm sure you've been there. I've been there where sometimes our best is really awful. We're just having a terrible day 
and our best is not very good at all. And if we were like that every day, we'd probably lose our job, but hey, fortunately, it's a hiccup here and there. So if we can have the kind of compassion on others that we would want others to have about us when we had those hiccup days, then hopefully that thought will drive a much different response than if you immediately think the worst of that person or, or be angry at that person or get defensive. And again, you cannot anticipate or control how the other person reacts, but you can only control what you say and do and how you show up. So if you show up as the best, most authentic version of yourself in any of these situations, then you can lay your head on the pillow at night and know you did the best that you can do. And the rest of it is on the other person and how they react and how they respond and what they think about what you've said. That's on them. That has to do with their their viewpoint. It has nothing to do with you. You do you. They do them. All right. I hope that's been helpful. As always, I want to be your career coach. So if you have questions for me, please put a comment in the comment box. Please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Uh, tell your friends about the, the great advice you're getting on this podcast. And I'll see you next week. Take care. You've been listening to the Exclusive Career Coach with Lisa Edwards, CEO of Exclusive Career Coaching. It would be great if you would rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Also, I want to be your career coach, so be sure to ask questions about your career management challenges and job search situation. Until next time.